gentlemen, good morning. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us as we inch ever closer on the road to 80s Wrestling Con 4. We are one month away from one of the biggest gatherings of pro wrestling superstars to ever rock the East Coast. I'm talking about the likes of the Brooklyn Brawler, Cowboy Bob Orton, Dory Funk Jr., the Killer Bees, Mr. Hughes, and so many more. It all takes place on Saturday, May the 6th at the Men in Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. I will be there. I want you to be there. Tickets on sale now at 80swrestlingcon.com. We are coming off of WrestleMania weekend, one of the biggest WrestleManias ever. And today we share our thoughts and recap the moments that caught our attention on this live episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. My name, Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm sitting across from Tommy, 30 days and counting, Fiero. Morning, Tommy. How you doing, brother? Have you, re- have you recovered from WrestleMania weekend? Oh, yeah, man. And I'm, uh, I'm on the road to 80s Wrestling Comment, 30 days away today. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now. Tickets will, certain tickets will be a little bit higher the day of the event. The admission tickets will be higher. Bret Hart's uh, tickets will be higher as well as far as his autographs and and, and photos go. That's just because of the the demand uh, of that day. So anyone that's planning on coming, I believe that's the only two that are going to be a higher price. Head over to 80swrestlingcon.com right now. Get your admission tickets and your Bret Hart tickets in advance. Uh, they both will be more the day of the event. But today we are talking about WrestleMania from this past week. And now, Jumpin' Jay, you know I usually get into the green room with you about five minutes before we discuss the sh- what we're going to talk about. Bull- bullshit a little bit, but today on purpose, I called in 30 seconds before we went live because I did not want to know your thoughts on WrestleMania, nor did I want you to know my thoughts. I wanted to be uh, on the fly. We're talking about it. And the thing I'm most concerned about, we'll talk all about WrestleMania, uh, is the ending of WrestleMania Night 2 with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Now, I know that you're not on Facebook, Jay. On my personal Facebook page, I, I post it. Uh, a, a long rant about my failings and thoughts on uh, what happened with that match and the outcome of it. Now, without you knowing, without you knowing my thoughts or opinions, because you're not on Facebook, I want to hear yours first. What and then and, and then I'll give you mine, and then after that we'll reach back out to uh, the, the uh, Wrestling Collector Slam line and hear what the fans have to say about uh, that finish from this past Sunday's WrestleMania. But first, you, Jay, uh, what was your initial take on the Roman Reigns-Cody Rhodes match, the finish of it? Uh, were you satisfied with it? Do you understand why they did what they did? Are you pissed off by it? Uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts, and I'll give you mine. So here, here's my, my initial reaction. I am a big fan of the Cody Rhodes story. I think the fact that he left the WWE to go find himself to up his stock, his own personal value 
in the world of professional wrestling is a tremendous story. The fact that he is the son of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, one of the greatest performers in the ring, greatest on the mic. He is one of the greatest of all time, being an all-around professional wrestler. The one title that everyone wants that eluded Dusty Rhodes was the WWE Championship. So here you have his son, who in his first stint with the company, wasn't giving a, given a lot of credit, wasn't really given opportunities to take the ball and run with it, never really got above mid-card. So he's chasing his own American dream. He leaves the company, increases his own self-value, comes back, and is now chasing down the one championship that means more than anything in this industry, and he's doing it for his father's legacy. It's a tremendous story. Do I think he will obtain that title? Yes. Did part of me think it was going to happen this past weekend? Absolutely. What better event to capitalize that story than capturing that title at the grandest stage of them all, the biggest WrestleMania to date, WrestleMania 39. Now, when that didn't happen, part of me was a little surprised because that felt like it'd be the moment. But on the other hand, Roman Reigns is on a type of run right now that we have not seen in a long time. They are intentionally letting him have one of the greatest title runs in modern history of the sport for a couple of reasons. One, it trains the the watcher's eyes. It trains the fans' eyes that we're not going to do title switches as often as we've been criticized for doing. We're going to draw out a storyline similar to the way wrestling used to do it. We're going to have a dominant world champ for a number of years. That way, when the title switch happens, it means even more. And Roman Reigns is on top of his game right now. I don't know when you pull the trigger on a title switch when Roman Reigns is being Roman Reigns. He is the guy right now. And so I understand wanting to keep the title on him, especially as he approaches a thousand days. So my initial reaction was that's, that was a tremendous match, a tremendous story. Now, when it ends the way it does, does it cheapen it a little bit with the outside interference? Yeah. It cheapens it a little bit, but you can't have Roman Reigns beat Cody Rhodes clean because then when, where does the story go? You can't have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns clean because where does the story go? And so I'm okay with the ending to WrestleMania 39 because I think it left a to-be-continued, a dot, dot, dot at the end of that match that leaves me wanting more. I want it to know where the Cody Rhodes-Roman Reigns saga leads next. And after we hear your discussion and after we hit the slam line, I'd love to know people's opinion on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, because that put an even bigger question mark on where the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes story is headed. And so that's my two cents. Tommy, before we jump into the slam line, and we got callers waiting on hold. WrestleMania 39 was a tremendous event, very entertaining. It has ups, it had downs, it had twists, it had turns. And so I want to talk about it all. But before we hit the slam line, I have not read your Facebook page. I have not talked to you since WrestleMania. So tell me, last week on this very show, you predicted a Roman Reigns victory. So I want to know, what did you think of the booking, the ending of the match, and how it all went down? 
Well, first of all, I want to say that I really enjoyed your take on that, and I'm proud of you for uh, realizing the bigger and, and seeing the bigger picture. See, now, before I give you my thoughts on, on WrestleMania, uh, the match itself between Cody and, and Roman, first of all, they announced that it was the highest-grossing WrestleMania in the company's history, Okay. And they just sold their company for $9.3 billion. So now when I wake up Monday morning after thinking, I just saw an awesome WrestleMania weekend. What a great job they put on the machine. Uh, they just are video packages. Everything they do is just so much better and higher and just way more credibility than anything else anyone else is doing, right? So you figure you're a wrestling fan. You just got a whole weekend filled of fantastic programming between, you know, uh, SmackDown Friday night, the Hall of Fame Friday night, uh, NXT Saturday afternoon, you know, WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania Night 2, the press conference after WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. I mean, it was just such an unbelievable weekend to be a wrestling fan and everyone around the world, in my opinion, should have been celebrating what a great weekend it was. But I woke up Monday and saw so many negatives about how WWE dropped the ball. They had lightning in a bottle with Cody and ruined it. They'll never get that moment back. Vince McMahon's back in charge. Like anything you could possibly read, I was reading. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I took it upon myself to, to write my opinions on my Facebook page, and I'll talk about them now, what I, what I said. I think they got that ending perfect on Sunday night at WrestleMania. And I did say here last week on the podcast that Roman Reigns was going to retain the title, and I remember I saying on my Facebook post, I believe it was the day before WrestleMania, you know, bet your savings on Roman. Here's the thing, and what a lot of fans don't understand and, and, and again, and I understand how fans can think the way they think. They don't understand the inner workings of the professional wrestling business like people that work in it do. So I guarantee you that 95% of people that are in the business will, will think differently than the fans do with this finish. Here, here, here's the thing. And again, at the end of the day, it's all business, and it's all about the dollar, right? So – WWE announced that WrestleMania 39 was the highest-grossing WrestleMania of all time, okay? So they had that money, Jay. They had that money before they decided the outcome of the Roman Reigns-Cody Rhodes match. You know WrestleMania is going to draw gigantically every year, but this year especially the highest-grossing WrestleMania ever. So, with them already knowing that they already have everyone's money, it's the highest-grossing WrestleMania ever, why? Why would you give the fans what they want that first time he's getting an opportunity at the title? Remember, he came back at last year's WrestleMania. He had a series of three matches against Seth Rollins, all great matches. Then he got hurt. He was out for a while. He, came, he comes back, wins the Rumble, and then what? You just If you give him the title, where, where does the story go from there? So I'm put that on pause for one second. That story, and the, and the Cody Rhodes story, Jay, 
is absolutely fantastic. It's fascinating. I'm behind them. I think he is, I will say this right now, I think he will be the next John Cena. I think he will be the next John Cena in that company. He will be the face of that company for, for years to come. The only problem is it's not his time yet because we are in the middle of what you just said at the top of the program, this unprecedented streak that Roman Reigns has. Now, they said, uh, you know, you know he's, he's in the range of, you know, uh, Pedro Morales' title reign, Bruno San Martino's title reign, Hulk Hogan's title reign. Now, let me tell you something. 50 years from now, Jay, when we're, we're – well, I'm going to say we're all gone. Hopefully we're still here. But when we're gone 50 years from now, um, you know, the, the fans are going to – when they talk about the history of wrestling, they're going to be talking about how many days Roman held that title, not that Cody Rhodes won that belt at WrestleMania 39. He is going to get his – he is going to get his time – he is going to be able to take that ball, and I guarantee he'll score tons of touchdowns with it. Here's the thing, though. They already had your money. The fans are emotionally invested in Cody. They want Cody to be that champion bad. I mean, you saw that crowd on Sunday night, Jay. I mean, they were absolutely 3 million percent behind Cody. That's why you don't give it to them. You make them – the money's in the chase. We've talked about this on the, on the podcast many times in the past. The money's in the chase. You get these people emotionally connected to Cody, behind Cody, and now they chase Roman for the belt. Now, people were saying, you know, what, what, how can they re, recreate that moment? How can they make that moment as special as it would have been at WrestleMania? If he wins it at SummerSlam, it's not going to be. And I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here, the fans that are behind Cody. It's fucking bullshit. It's not the same if he wins that belt at SummerSlam. He had his fucking WrestleMania moment, that feel-good moment, and they dropped the fucking ball. Bullshit. Because <laughs> there might be a bigger picture that you guys don't even know about yet. Uh, now, you heard Roman Reigns after his, anyone that saw the press conference after WrestleMania. Roman Reigns said, if this is a baseball game, we're just in the third inning. And I completely attest to what he said. I completely back that up. Wrestling fans today, Jay, they're so, they want everything so quickly. They want it when they want it. Bullshit. You don't get it when you want it. You get it when we give it to you. That's how it works back when we were kids, Jay. When Hulk Hogan didn't win that belt in that title tournament at WrestleMania 4, we had to wait a whole year for Hulk Hogan to get a title shot at WrestleMania 5, right? Today, you know, wrestling fans and just people in general have such short attention spans. Uh, you know, you, you – this, it's, it's, a, it's a formula that worked for decades after decade after decade after decade. The fucking – I don't mean to curse. I'm, I'm getting upset. The, uh, the, 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 the good guy, the people are behind, they chase the bad guy to get that belt. Uh, today, there's so much negativity. It was such an unbelievable – and I don't mean to curse and get upset. It was just such an unbelievable weekend that I hate that people now have – an opportunity to jump on social media and express their opinion when they had no idea what they're talking about. They really don't. So they, they're saying that WrestleMania sucked because their 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 man didn't win the big, their favorite wrestler didn't win the big one. There's a bigger picture, and I'm telling you right now, 
he is going to be the next John Cena that company. I see he's got everything, man. His song, the way he walks to that song, the way he emotionally connected with his eyes to the crowd. Like, he's got everything down to a science. He is the next guy. He's my pick for the next guy. I mean, I, I'm strongly uh, a big, big, big Cody fan, but I'm an even bigger Roman fan. So this is how it can easily play, and I know we have a bunch of calls waiting. I just want to set this up, though, for the one last thing that annoys me that fans say, well, they'll, they'll, never recur- they'll never be able to recapture that moment. They can never do it. How about this? And this is me booking on the fly right now. So what happened that after WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar fucking comes out, you know, turns on Cody, destroys him. That, that leaves a little buffer now between, in between Roman and Cody. So, like, you, you let it breathe a little bit, right? So Dusty Rhodes, you know, Dusty Rhodes went through hard times before he won his first title, right? And uh, you know how many times he got screwed over. So now his son has to tell the same story. So maybe, you know, the next couple months, He's feuding with Brock. You know, he, he winds up beating Brock, which is going to make Cody even stronger, even stronger, just like Roman Reigns. It took Roman Reigns, what, three or four times to finally beat Brock Lesnar? And when he did, look at Roman Reigns now. They're going to do the same thing with Cody. So I could see them feuding for a couple months. Cody goes over on Brock, man, even elevates Cody even more. Now SummerSlam, he's got that title match again, right? Him and Roman. He gets fucked again. Can you imagine that he gets fucked again at some point? The fans will be so outraged. Okay, so then you throw another buffer in there. Again, I'm, I'm booking this on the fly, but then maybe at the Survivor Series now, it's you know the the uh, the bloodline against Cody, Sammy, Kevin, and another hot baby face, whoever is available at the time of hot Seth. No, Seth maybe. Who knows? But. And then you have the next year's Royal Rumble, right? They do some kind of stipulation where Cody gets fucked and has to be number one. So there's no way now, you know, Cody got fucked at WrestleMania last year. He got fucked at SummerSlam. You know, now he's number one in the Royal Rumble. He gets fucked again. How's he going to be able to be in there the entire time? He, he, he defies the odds. He wins the Royal Rumble after being number one. Now the fucking people, they're red hot again. This is our guy. This is our guy. Now, WrestleMania 40 is in Philadelphia, right? The home of Rocky Balboa. I mean, the, the famous statue you see up. Imagine vignettes, Jay. And uh, if WWE, if you're listening, if you want to, you know, if you want to hire me as your head booker right now, so I'm giving away your finish at <laughs> WrestleMania 40. You have, uh, you have, you know, imagine, imagine Cody Rhodes jogging and warming up and, and, and training in Philadelphia. Imagine him going up those stairs like Rocky did. And, 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 and can you, everyone right now listening to this has to get goosebumps thinking of that scenario, right? So now at WrestleMania 40, right before his entrance, a hand is on his shoulder. Cody turns around. It's Sylvester Stallone. Let's finish the story. The I had the Tiger song hits, and he comes out with Rocky. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that reaction, Jay? And he wins the big one at WrestleMania 40. So, man... <laughs> Tell me, what, what would be bigger, him winning this past Sunday or just hearing what I said? He gets fucked again at SummerSlam. He gets fucked being number one in the Royal Rumble, overcomes that, wins the Rumble, or him training in Philadelphia, doing all these vignettes like Rocky Balboa. Man, it's money. 
It's magic. It's everything in a bottle that you thought is gone and more. Just give it time. That's, that's me, though. Listen, brother, the way that you laid that out, you know, it's, called, it's delayed gratification. It's, it's getting what you want but having to wait for it, and hopefully the payoff is that much bigger. And if they follow the blueprint that you just laid out, when you said he's going he's gonna to have to talk about hard times, you know, that's such an iconic promo by Dusty Rhodes that if they are able to wrap that type of ribbon around this whole thing where Cody Rhodes has to have hard times in order to get his, you know, his final moment in the sun, his moment of glory, if they could wrap it all together, and like you said, if they could just brotherly love, Philadelphia, the Rocky story, Sylvester Stallone, if they could tie all that together, you would have something right there. That would be lightning in a bottle for sure. Tommy, your comments were were absolutely awesome. I enjoyed listening to them. We're going to go into the slam line now, listen to some of the callers. You can talk about the main event if you want. You can talk about your opinion in general on the whole shebang. Two nights of WrestleMania, uh, the Hall of Fame induction, the Monday night after WrestleMania. As wrestling fans, it was a fun weekend to just get lost in the current product, and I'd love to hear what people have to say up first. On the Wrestling Collector Slam line, good friend of the show, Firefighter Brian. Brian, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing fantastic, brother. How about yourself? I can't complain. Can't complain. Okay, where do we begin here? Um, well, well, first things first. As always, when this happens during the week, rest in paradise, Butch Miller. Mm, Bushwhacker absolutely. Butch. You know, God bless him wherever he is. And uh, I'll just uh, say quick, Tommy, my first, the first time I called this show, the topic was underrated tag teams of the era that we talked. And you said, Tommy, you called Bushwhackers underrated because they don't get the credit they deserved for as over as they were and for the money they drew. And... You know, they kind of remind me of Ozzy, uh, what the hell is it, Harold Baines, in a way. If you look at Harold Baines' uh, Hall of Fame plaque, it doesn't even, even they're acknowledging that he doesn't belong, okay? When you look at, I think the only person who has, inductee who has a less eventful resume is Hillbilly Jim. But here's the thing, Bushwhackers, they, they did one thing right, they got over. You know, you look at their, their list of matches in WWE, not impressive, but they were over, and they drew huge money. They were huge fan favorites, and uh, just a uh, sad situation. So God bless Butch, wherever he is. Um, WrestleMania, you know what? His, well, as far as WrestleMania, you got this, this just shows as bad as WWE can be sometimes. As hard as a three-hour Raw is to sit through, as horrible as that export can be, for all the brutal mistakes AEW makes, okay, for all the cons, this is one of the hottest periods we've seen in wrestling probably since the Attitude Era, okay? Wrestling is, is it may not be as hot as it was, but... It is doing very well. I mean, WWE is making record record numbers. It's not even close, okay? The fact that an 80s wrestling podcast is even talking about this past weekend, 
What does that say to where wrestling is right now? This is a great time to be a wrestling fan and to be in the business, and um, and hopefully it continues. And um, as far as the show goes, listen, no question, night one was a shitload better than night two. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't think yeah, I don't even think it's close. Okay, the ring work, the storytelling. Um, thing was, I mean, even the, uh, what was it? The fatal four-way tag Saturday night was even better. And I think, I think the matches got better as it went along. I think the Mysterio match told good stories throughout, uh, the women's match, very good back and forth action and the tag team match right now. You you had at least a couple match of the year candidates from night one. Um, night two, I think, was more about, you know, entertainment. And it's like the opening line in Little Red Corvette. I guess I should have known by your way you parked your car sideways that it wouldn't last. I guess we should have known that when Brock Lesnar and Omos were opening the show, and it ends in what, three minutes? That, yeah, I don't know about this. Um, the other thing eventful was the main event, in my opinion. And um, I, I, you know what? You both bring up good points. This, as much as people want to see, may want to see, you, you hit the nail on the head, Tommy. Sling is a very crazy business. If the fans don't always go home happy, they're eventually going to get tired of going home happy. You've got to change it up. And sometimes you have to do it on wrestling's biggest stage. And I, I, you know what? I see both. But on the other hand, though, you talked about, you know, Vince sold not even 50% of the company. He, he now has another $9 billion. Okay. He owns, still owns more than half his company. He now has full control from, I mean, depending on what you hear and what you believe, he's all over backstage again. Okay, and here he did. He took his competition's EVP, brought him here, and had him lose on wrestling's biggest stage. I understand what the fans are saying, but, like, you got to look at it at the big picture. And I'll just add this. As I said, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. This opens so many questions to so many places. Tommy, Joe, and I were at uh, AEW last night. And the main event, we were on the floor across from the ramp. And at the event, there was a lot of speculation. The main event of uh, Dynamite was uh, FTR against the Gun Club for the titles. And if FTR lost, they'd have to leave AEW. But there was a lot of speculation. Are they going back to the WWE? Are they going to lose and go back? And it will be uh, Cody, um FTR and Randy Orton because their legacy, uh, Orton and uh, and uh, Rhodes in uh, in war games. So and and that, which I think made for an even bigger pop when FTR won the titles. Hmm. I mean the crowd would have went nuts anyway. They were clearly behind FTR, but you get what I'm saying. So it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. I mean, what what do you guys? I know I said a lot. What do you guys think? I think whatever everything you said made perfect sense. I also think when I when I was t- talking about earlier about Brock Lesnar as that first buffer 
in between Cody and Roman uh, to give them a little space. I, I think that Randy Orton should be the second buffer in between Cody and um, Roman. Uh, maybe, like you said, maybe you know Randy comes back, he, he's helping Cody a little bit against these guys, and he turns on them. So it, it, it having having Cody in two views against two really over guys in his quest to, to climb that ladder back and win that title is just a beautiful, perfectly told story. So, yeah, I think that uh, Randy will be that second buffer uh, in between Cody and uh, Cody and Roman and, and, and Brock's the first one. That's a that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Well, let me ask you. What, I mean, what's what's crazy is Tommy Saturday night. I asked you guys. Anybody know what Riddle's up with? Is he able to come back? And that Monday he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what about Rand? Does anybody know how far along Randy is from his injury? I can't seem to find anything. I, I believe I believe he's due back uh, relatively soon. So, uh, again, it could be a situation where he comes back and helps Cody a little bit and then, you know, winds up turning on him. But, uh, Jumpin' Jay, before we let Firefighter Brian go, Firefighter Brian was in the house this past Saturday night at the night one WrestleMania party at the Wrestling Collector here in Stockholm, New Jersey. He uh, He had a good time. Yes, we did, to say the least. It was a it was a good time. Good to meet the, so many of the you know wrestling collector family and the ISPW family. There were a lot of ISPW wrestlers there. Uh, the sisters were there. Well, what's their names again, Tommy? I, I feel terrible forgetting their name because one of them said I'm her favorite caller. Uh, what are the sisters' names again? <laughs> well, that was the Stromboli sisters. That was Stromboli the Stromboli sisters. sisters. <laughs> Yeah, they're not. There you go. They're not wrestlers though, but uh, ISPW wrestlers, uh, Vicious Vicky, yeah. Bull James, and Enrique Recon were here along with Maven. But yeah, we had a we had a we had a and uh, can't forget the uh, legendary Ace Starlin. He was there. So it was a absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good time, and uh, yeah, I urge people if you've never checked it out, go over there and check it out. And, and I'll just end with this because if I know this show, people are waiting it, but it's an important thing to. But if not me, then for you guys, uh, future callers today to talk about, that is the night after, and you touched on it, uh, uh, Jay. The, mm-hmm. the Raw after WrestleMania, one of the worst Raws after WrestleMania ever. <laughs> they didn't capitalize on anything. They did a bunch of useless stuff, meaningless stuff. So before Tommy Sheik cuts me off, I'm going to say, <laughs> have a good week, guys. Thank you. Great, uh, great discussion, and I'll uh, hopefully talk to you guys next week, all right? Sounds good, Ryan. Thank you so much. Oh, God bless, guys. Have a go. He said a lot of good stuff there, and I, and I would agree. First night of WrestleMania, as far as matches and action, was probably a, a notch or two above Night two, I think that is more than fair to say, and I would agree that the Monday night after Raw, that's one of the Monday night – Raws that you look forward to because you know the crowd is always hot you know there's always surprise returns you know there's always things going on and so anticipation is high for that first Monday night following Wrestlemania and I would agree that Monday night fell a little bit flat uh, after the huge event uh, that just took place Uh, we're going to keep the calls going Tommy got a lot of people waiting in the wings up next a gentleman that we'll be seeing face to face 
in just about 30 days. Babyface Brian from Chico, California. Good morning, Babyface Brian. Welcome to the discussion. Thank you, Jay, and thank you, Tommy. Uh, I basically had a great time watching WrestleMania this uh, this past weekend. Um, I was fine with everything that went down. Uh, Tommy, with the heads up, you know, last week saying put all your money on uh, Roman kind of had me feeling uh, that anything could happen and that Roman uh, was, you know, in line. And when I saw those six grand pianos on that entrance, I thought, oh, Tommy's got something here. This is a pretty uh, grandiose uh, opening. And I thought that was really well done. Like Cody's entrance was was super cool as well, but the six grand pianos was very classy. And uh, the match itself, loved it. The uh, Cody cutter, the bionic elbow, um, it's a formula that Roman's used his entire run too. It's a rely. He, he kicks out of everything, but he also relies heavily on his uh, family to bail him out and they, mm-hmm. they stuck with it. So it's, it's kind of, you know, harkens back to flair and what the horsemen did for him at times. So I was, I was fine with the storytelling. I guess if I was, if I had spent big money and, and went for both days, uh, I probably would have wanted to see history made with Cody winning. So I can understand, especially the people that are there, but um, all those guys that, you know, get Peacock for five or ten bucks a month or included in the cable package, it's like I feel they gave us a great weekend of entertainment. So I was uh, I was fine with all the storytelling and, uh, and enjoyed the weekend. Uh, the IC title match, the uh, tag main event the night before, um, the uh, Charlotte-Rhea match, there was a lot of good stuff there. And, uh, uh you know, five years ago at WrestleMania 34, everybody thought Roman was going to beat Brock at Mania, and and Brock won that main event. So I mean, it's it's not unheard of to have the babyface lose at Mania these days. It's not like when we were growing up, and uh, you know, you had uh, eight WrestleManias in a row uh, to start it off, where the good guys won, and at number nine, Yokozuna upsets uh, upsets Brett, but then you know they still get the fans home happy with Hogan winning an impromptu match. So, I mean, the formula is different nowadays. The storytelling, uh, I'm on board with it. So, like I say, I'm okay with it. It'll be interesting to hear from, uh, you know, Toto Tom and other people that might have been there and see how, how they felt about it, if they were disappointed not to get to see history with uh, the kind of investment they had in the event. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same thing you, you guys are. I was, I was fine with it. I was entertained. So, uh, great, great wrestling weekend. Um, I would have liked to have seen uh, more legends in the Hall of Fame, even even just the legacy editions. You know, it doesn't hurt to have a, a two-minute um, rundown and say, you know, King Kong Bundy is in there, Butch Reed is in there. Uh, you know, just to, to go through some of these guys that have passed on, but at least let their, uh, their family uh, have the honor of seeing them as part of the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, the limited, you know, how limited it was this year was probably the only thing I was a little disappointed in. I think I think that's fair. I felt the same way that that the Hall of Fame seemed like a very small class. Um, I thought Rey Mysterio absolutely killed it. Him and Conan in their uh, induction into the Hall of Fame that was very enjoyable to watch. But I, I would 100% agree. It seemed like it was they could have added a few more people, like you said, even people that have already passed on, um, because. It, it was a smaller class, and so you could easily fit in uh, video montages of, of different people and, and had them go in uh, after their passing. But like you said, it was a great weekend of being entertained, and that's what wrestling is all about. It's about being entertained. And I have not been engaged in the current product in a long time, 
and I sat down, I knew the storylines, and I was entertained both nights uh, watching wrestling. And so it felt good to be on that couch uh, watching the modern product uh, and being entertained. Like you said, that's what it comes down to. Did you enjoy what you were watching? Did it have you uh, engaged? And it did. And it did. So I, I would agree with that, Babyface Brian. A couple of hiccups on night two where, you know, when uh, Shane, blow, you know, his quad goes out, you know, McMahon, McMahon quads apparently have some issues. But uh, aside from that, you know, the the Finn Balor getting his head busted open and taking a couple Man. minutes away from that match, there was, there was, those were a couple of hiccups that I think uh, hindered the event a little bit. And then, uh, you know, it was funny to see George Kittle, a San Francisco 49er, as a star the night before yeah. his little – uh, part when they're in uh, the hated rivals, uh, you know, lost the uh, Rams venue. But, you know, people are from around the world, and Kittle's probably the biggest uh, wrestling fan in all of NFL football, so mm. I can understand him being there. So um, I'll let some other callers get on, but I appreciate talking to you guys. I hope you guys have an excellent weekend, and uh, uh, I look forward to one month from uh, from now and seeing you guys in person. Absolutely. Us too, Brian. Thank you so much. Enjoy your week. Hey, Brian, real, real quickly, oh. I'm going to tell you, I, I, we're mailing out uh, all the um, the tickets out this week. I'm going to hold on to yours for you since you're traveling from California. You're going to be at the store anyway. I'll just give them to you at the store. You don't have to worry about packing them or anything like that. Oh, that makes sense. He doesn't have to worry about losing them that way either. The, his own personal will call, Tommy Firo at the Wrestling Collector. That's mighty nice of you, Tommy. That's right. Yeah, couple couple hiccups night two. The Shane McMahon thing, I didn't, I I shouldn't laugh, but it does make me giggle just because of the whole Vince McMahon tearing his quad incident. That it just seems unreal that another McMahon would tear a quad uh, in a, in a high showcase moment. But man, Snoop Dogg stepped up and maybe had one of the the greatest moments from WrestleMania when he dropped that vicious people's elbow <laughs> on the mid. So I think even though Shane got hurt, I hope a speedy recovery. But it did make for one of the one of the moments of the night, uh, and then yeah, I'll tell you what, talk about yeah, ad, talk about ad living, right? Talk about ad, he he did that on the fly, Snoop Dogg. What a what a pro he is, and what an entertainer he is. That he was smart, and, and, and remember, he's he's not in the wrestling business, you know. He's a, he's a big right. fan, but he's not in the business. So for him to be able to that quickly do that on the fly like that. I mean, that was awesome, and, it, and what a reaction he got as well. Um, yeah, man, Snoop Dogg made a big, 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 big save there. Yeah, and then and Finn Balor is just, man, I don't know if you've, if you've seen photos. There's photos online. He posted on his social media of the cut that he sustained with that ladder. That is a nasty-looking cut. And what I read on the Internet is that when they, when they took that moment away from him and they were just showing Edge, he was actually getting his head either stapled or stitched live right there in the ring so that he could continue. And you got to think about, man, these guys putting their bodies on the line. And when you have a gash that big and you just grit down and you let them staple your head so that you can continue with the show, that's, that's pretty cool. It did steal a little bit of momentum from the match, but you can't fault him for that. Uh, as they say, this isn't dancing. Things are going to happen. And, yeah, getting busted open on, at WrestleMania and having to get stapled live right there is, is something else, man. Yeah, uh, what, a, what a fantastic match those guys had, too, and Edge's, uh, you know, uh, Crowbar here in New Jersey, his gimmick is he's timeless, so is Edge, I mean, he, yeah. he, he competes at such an unbelievably high level, uh, he, he's just fantastic, man, yeah, a lot of those matches were 
really, really, really fantastic. Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte Flair. What a fantastic, fantastic match those guys had. Same with uh, the other women's match tonight, too. Uh, Asuka and Bianca Belair had a yep. really, really great match. I mean, the matches yep. overall for the show were just fantastic. They were. Now, before we got a handful of callers left on hold, before we jump onto them, Tommy, were you a little disappointed? that Gangrel did not accompany Edge during the brood entrance? I was. I was all geared up for it. I thought for sure it was happening after our last week's discussion. Were you a little disappointed when you didn't get to see him? I wasn't because I spoke to him last weekend, and he told me he wasn't going to be a part of it. So I knew. I was hoping that the rumors were true because I – Jay's saying that because next Friday night we have our big ISPW show on April 14th in West Milford, New Jersey at – St. Joseph's Church Parish Hall. We have it's called Rage in the Cage. We have two cage matches. We have Rick Recon against Crowbar in a steel cage, and Tina San Antonio against Vicious Vicky in a women's steel cage for the ISW Women's Title. But uh, the the ISW Heavyweight Title match will be Bull James against Gangrel. Again, this is all next Friday night in West Milford, New Jersey. For tickets, you can head over to ISPWWrestling.com. But yeah, I was. I was hoping those rumors would be true, especially when, when, when he told me he wasn't going to be there. I'm like, oh, he, maybe he's Keith Haven, you know. But when, right, when I yeah. saw on the screen, it said, when it said brood edge, I'm like, yeah. Yes. I'm like, he's, he's going to be there. And he wasn't, but it would have been. At least they mentioned his name a couple times. And his photo was on the back of Edge's jacket. So his face did appear yes. at WrestleMania 39. So, But you can see him live and in person at ISPW next week. So get your tickets to that. All right, next up. On the slam line, Danny from Butler. Good morning, Danny. Welcome to the WrestleMania 39 Reaction Show. Tommy, Jeff, and Jay, miss you guys, man. I, 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 it sucks when I'm not able to call in a, a couple weeks. You know, only built my in, anticipation that I talk to you uh, fine gentlemen. Um, you know, talking about WrestleMania, um, you know, all these calls ahead, they've uh, pretty much, uh, you know, hit it. Right out, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Tommy. I'm telling you, man. You're, you know, how you, your mind, the knowledge you have, like I said, it's it, it's impeccable. How you know you just pull these storylines together. You know how to draw things out. You know how to tie in the connection to WrestleMania Philadelphia next year. And I'm telling you, if that is if that comes to fruition, man, let me tell you. Let me waiting on Cody Rhodes winning is well worth the wait. Even though, like I said, I was. I was somewhat disappointed. I'm not going to lie. But, like, you got to understand that it is a business. Obviously, you know, you're not going to get what you want all the time. You know, we're in a world that, you know, you know everything's all about instant gratification. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you do got to, you know, you do got to wait. So, you know, you got to, the saying is, you know, sometimes you got to feel the pain before you drink the champagne. So, Ooh. if you know, if it, if it comes down to, you know, next year like Philadelphia – I like that. Hey, listen, man. You know, you could uh, you could coin that. I think uh, you know. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't make that up. I think I got that uh, probably from Pat Riley years ago. But uh, you know, I figured I'd use that uh, analogy. Um, so you uh, you know you look at the, the you know uh, compared the two nights, and I definitely agree. Night one was definitely stole the show more than night two. Um, I, overall, mm-hmm. great show. Um, but like I said, you go you know look at uh, you know the historic run that Roman is on, and you know you gotta you know you kind of have to agree that they, you know, they did the right thing. You know, I think it's, 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 it'll be something to, you know, say that, you know, you hit, you hit, you let him hit that thousand day mark 
and you know he's definitely up there, like you know, uh, you know, with the pantheon of the great uh, WWE champions. So, if it happens in SummerSlam, like I said, I can't see it happening. Him winning a coming in, in SummerSlam, Cody. Um, but like I said, you know, you know, you so many, you know, you you throwing in so many wrenches into the plans. You know, the Brock Lesnar angle right now. You know, like I said, you you hit it right on the head. It could be, you know, you, he's gonna have a probably a, a little drawn out food till SummerSlam. You know, I think it only enhances, uh, you know, Cody as the, you know, as the hero, as the baby face. You keep knocking him down, and eventually, like I said, he's gonna get to that mountaintop. And you know, what a you know perfect way to, you know, put a buffer in between him and Roman. Um, I thought what you know what they did in the show, like I, I've been talking about it for months, is you know they're bringing back the importance of the secondary title. You had, you know, you have, you know, I think this is the first WrestleMania. I can't remember how long that you had every single title on the line, you know, the defender, you had the United States, you had the Intercontinental title, and I'll tell you that, the Intercontinental Championship match, you know, that, that that's what they, you know, they call a banger. That, that, that match definitely lived up, and I'm telling you, Gunther is, you know, I think he's probably going to, he's going to threaten Honky Tonk Man's uh, 454 reign, uh, 454 day reign, and, you know, like I said, I could definitely see him holding that belt uh, to uh, SummerSlam and, you know, probably, probably further, because I think he's super over. By, by the way they've uh, built him. Yeah, I, yeah they, I, I agree with that. Real quick, real quickly, Danny, before we let you go, and thank you very much for what you said earlier uh, about me. I appreciate that. So, if you, if you as a fan, right? So, what would you pick as a scenario? Could, if you, would you? I'm gonna give you three choices. Would you rather have that feel good moment from Sunday, like you just said, you you were. You admitted that you were disappointed that Cody didn't win the big one. So you have three choices. You can rewind the rewind the clock, have Cody win Sunday, that WrestleMania feel good moment. You can have him beat Brock Lesnar and then win it at SummerSlam, or the scenario I gave where he gets fucked again at SummerSlam. He gets fucked being number one in the Royal Rumble. He wins the Royal Rumble. Do all kinds of yet him training as like Rocky Balboa did with the statue in Philadelphia, and then defies all the odds. And at this time, I don't have the calculator in front of me, jumping Jay, but uh, the, the the number of days would probably be what thirteen hundred and something. So, uh, what what scenario would you have if you can rewind the clock? Would you would you would you give Cody the belt on Sunday, or would you would you stretch it out to SummerSlam, or even let the story be told and do it next year at WrestleMania? Ah uh, well, it's kind of hard to, to beat what you know the, what you painted out. You know, like I said, that's like I said, uh, that's uh, you know, you talk about a creative mind. You know, I don't think you don't get any better than that. Um, I would have liked to see him win on, on Sunday. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna deny it that I did want to see. It. I was disappointed, but um, you know, you if you figure he wins at SummerSlam, it's not gonna be as climatic as winning at WrestleMania. So, it, you know, if if I had to choose, you know, I would uh, you know say I would have to pick the the scenario that you, um, you know, drew out. The only thing is, like, a lot can happen between now and next April. So, like I said, you know, you know, you already know what he's been through, you know, coming back with the torn, you know, with the torn pack and whatnot. Let me, let me, like let, me said, let me, let me know, cut you off real quick. Let me, let me cut you off real quick. I'm not, not cutting you off in a bad way. But you said, what you just said makes perfect sense though. You said so much can happen between now and next April. And that's a good thing because this story has so many layers to it, has so many layers to it. So, the, the people were so emotionally invested in this bloodline storyline, and they still are. Let me tell you something. Roman Reigns is the reason why the Usos against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens was the main event of WrestleMania Night 1. 
Not because, trust me, those guys all do a fantastic job. They're all amazing. But it was Roman that got all those guys over to up to the main event level, in my opinion. I, I mean, I, I, you could say differently for Kevin. Kevin was in last year's WrestleMania against Stone Cold, so maybe not him. I'm saying that story, that tag, the, the tag team titles in the main event of WrestleMania, I mean, that's all Roman. That's all. They, those guys all got super red hot because of this bloodline storyline that he's the head of. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that you said there's a lot, there's a lot can happen, but a lot of good stuff can happen between now and next year's WrestleMania to make the story even better. And listen, we're not even, you're not even mentioning Solo Sakao, where he factors into this. So, like I said, there's a lot of knowns, a lot of wild cards. And like I said, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to watch uh, how uh, everything uh, unfolds. So whether it's now to SummerSlam, to the Royal Rumble, like I said, you're doing the world, you know, possible war games. So, like I said, I'm definitely, like I said, I think it definitely, uh, you know, leaves your mouth watering for, you know, what's the next, uh, what's, what's on the menu going forward. So I'm going to, you know, I'll get off the phone. Uh, you guys have a great weekend. Like I said, the, the, you guys said the time is ticking. Wrestle, uh, WrestleCon will be here before you know, and I'll be definitely looking forward to seeing you guys soon. Sounds good, Danny. Thank you so much, brother. Look forward to seeing you two months away from 80s WrestlingCon 4 in New Jersey. Super excited. We got three callers waiting on hold, Tom. We got about 10 minutes left of airtime, so we are going to raffle through these calls here. Up next, Joe from Atlanta. Joe, good morning. We would love to hear your thoughts on WrestleMania 39. Uh, quick recap. I mean, uh, it was a good WrestleMania. I mean, I think the best thing, particularly for 80s fans, is the fact that they drew such great numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the Shane McMahon injury to me was unfortunately kind of the highlight because I kind of view like how how much I liked it by things I go back to watching and I went back to watching that uh, this week. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, as a human being, I hope he 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 heals and I right. hope he's okay. Guys, I got to share with you the Roman Reigns thing. Like I'm I, between eighties guys. Like if Roman Reigns is the guy, Roman Reigns is the guy. But I I like. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I think he's a guy who has a great athletic body, but I like the charisma that we were blessed with from the Warriors, the Macho Man, even the Attitude Era. Like, like, man, I feel bad for the generation, this current, you know, young kids generation. But Roman Reigns, what we got to offer you? Take that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, Tommy, I liked how you got fired up uh, regarding it because that's good. You got to keep that passion going. What I did this weekend was. Uh, played a lot of the WrestleMania one through six on the TV, mm-hmm. and I had around dinner time on Sunday night. I had Piper uh, on WrestleMania five uh, being blown smoke by that. I don't I don't remember that uh, guy's name, but he's blowing the smoke, and Roddy Piper mm-hmm. goes, "Don't blow no more smoke in my face." <laughs> and then Roddy Piper brings out the uh, fire extinguisher, and here's the highlight of my WrestleMania weekend. My wife's uh, feeding the kids dinner, and she catches Roddy Piper going off with the fire extinguisher, and she actually starts going on a tangent about, what is this stuff? This is why our generation's so messed up. you got a guy uh, with a fire extinguisher. This is terrible. Like, why is he doing that? She just goes off on a tangent, and in my brain, I'm just sitting in my recliner. I'm like, that's why 80s wrestling was the best. <laughs> it definitely is. Grab the- I- 
It definitely is a different time. Don't mean to cut you off, but we're running short on time. Got some callers waiting in the wings. Yeah, it's a different time. And, and WrestleMania weekend is always a great time to go revisit some of the past uh, favorite moments from the years gone by. Up next, a man who was at WrestleMania. It's time for Total Tom. Tom, I'd love to hear your impressions of the big event. Well, here it goes. I was going to talk about all the iconic venues I went to last week. I was going to talk about all the events that I was going to that I took a part of from the WWE this past weekend. They were tremendous. I was going to talk about the best life, or the best week of my life. I'm, I'm getting excited here, guys, because I'm really upset at one. Bowley sisters think Fireman Brian is the best caller on '80s wrestling podcast. Listen, I don't know who the Stromboli sisters are, but let me say this. Babyface Brian and myself are issuing a challenge right now to the Stromboli sisters, a pizza-eating contest on May 4th at the luncheon. It's yeah. the Stromboli sisters against Babyface Brian and Total with Tom. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I agree Tommy, with everything you said. Listen up, Jay. You were a yeah. thousand percent right in everything that you said at the beginning part of this show today. Did I want Cody to win? A thousand percent. Was I rooting yes. for Cody? A thousand percent. Was I upset when I when he lost? Yes. But guess what? That's the rub. That's what mm-hmm. has to happen. You have to emote these emotions on us. We have to be upset. If we're not upset, we're not coming back the following week. Look, we're not mm-hmm. fans that are going to say, I'm watching Thank the product you. again. You know? We're, we're watching the product again. This is great what the WWE is doing. That's well said, man. And, and you were there. What, just give me an idea of what is the, the aura in the stadium? What is the vibe? What is the feeling of being there in person? Well, 80% of the people that were there were for Cody, okay? 20% mm-hmm. were about for Roman both nights. But, you know, every time Roman's theme song comes out, it's 100% for Roman. It's funny. Mm-hmm. They all pop for the entrances. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought everything was done tremendously. I, if I was going to nitpick, the one person that was over the entire weekend that didn't get showcased enough was L.A. Knight. He showed up Friday at SmackDown. He had the crowd in his hands. And I said to myself, he has to show up at WrestleMania somewhere. And I was thinking the perfect spot was the one where Shane McMahon showed up instead of but if LA not there it would have blown the roof off the place but we got Shane and then we got the Snoop Dogg moment but you know what hands off or or, you know a standing ovation for the WWE a standing ovation to all the other promotions that were there as well I was at the Biltmore Hotel where WrestleCon uh, hosted and hands off you know know, I know what Tommy does you know uh, 80's Wrestling Con in one day these guys did it for four consecutive days they had like over 500 uh, wrestlers there. Forget mm-hmm. it. And I know you have other callers, so I'll just leave it off at that. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Total Tom. Yeah, I look forward to catching up with him uh, at 80s Wrestling Con 4 and hearing more about what the experience is like in person at an event of that magnitude, WrestleMania 39. We got one more caller uh, waiting in the wings. It's an unknown number, Tommy. It's a new caller to the show, or my record-keeping just isn't up to par. Area code... 732. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? 
This is John from Boringit. John, good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Did you have a chance to watch WrestleMania 39 this past weekend? And if so, we'd love to hear your take on it. Uh, yes, I did. I loved uh, some of the. I loved uh, uh, Sammy, Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens. I, I like that match, but it's a bummer that they kept Roman Reigns as their uh, Universal Champion, but they should have gave it to Cody Rhodes, and it was a bummer they then they put uh, Cody Rhodes over. But I'm hoping at SummerSlam they will put Cody Rhodes over. I, I'm I'm with you as I was rooting for Cody Rhodes. I think that his story is one of the greatest stories being told, and that when that moment happens, when they finally have Cody Rhodes go over and win the championship belt, I think it'll be a moment that wrestling fans won't soon forget. I think it'll have all the feels for us. Other than being disappointed with the Cody Rhodes finish, was there any other match either night that stood out to you? Uh, any other match? Ray Mysterio and his, and his son Dominic that stood out to me. Yes, that was a I fantastic like, match. Great like storytelling. Yeah, I was going to say real quickly, that's that's one match I forgot to mention, that uh, Mysterio-Dominic match. What a fantastic match that was. And I'll tell you what, Dominic Mysterio, for the amount of time he's been wrestling, I mean, I know he's been, he was born into the business, but for the amount of time that he's been doing this, he has no right being as good as he is for the amount of experience that he has. He's doing a fantastic job in Israel. I really, really enjoyed that match. The drama behind it with the the mom and the daughter at ringside and him throwing stuff in his sister's face and the mom slapping him. It was just, it was all fantastic. And I'm happy uh, they put Rey Mysterio over in that because, uh, you know, he had such a fantastic weekend with the Hall of Fame the night before. And, I mean, it's so easy for Dominic to get his heat back. He'll probably do it Friday on SmackDown. Uh, so, you I mean, you can easily go into another match. Maybe they'll do something at SummerSlam. I'd love to see a, a mask versus hair match with those guys. Like they used to do a AAA in Mexico. I mean, there's a lot more you can do with that. But I wanted to just really quickly, sorry to cut you off, John, uh, say how much I enjoyed that match with, uh, with Dominic and Ray. And I'll say, Tommy, I was not a huge Dominic fan when he first broke into the world wrestling uh, entertainment. I did not think that he uh, was very fun to watch. I didn't think that he had it all together yet. I tell you what, this storyline of him getting turned heel, uh, I think this has brought out something in Dominic that he absolutely deserves to be on television in the spot he's at and on a personal level for Ray to main, or not the main event, but to have a wrestling match at WrestleMania against your son has to be one of the highlights uh, of your career. When you get to have your son, the next generation, not only make it in the business, but make it to the point where you guys are showcased on the biggest show of the year. I mean, storylines aside, that's going to be a proud dad moment uh, for Ray, and I think it just brought out so much more in Dominic that I didn't really know if it was there or not. But this is definitely bringing it out, and I am now excited to see where this leads in the Ray Dominic storyline, and then what's next for Dominic as Ray is obviously reaching. 
the twilight of his career. He'll probably retire uh, sooner rather than later. And what does that mean with Dominic? Does the mask get passed on? Where does it go? And so I'm very interested. But, yeah, I'm very impressed with how fast Dominic has progressed to the point where I now see him as someone that belongs in the spot he's in. Yeah, I think he's really, really good. And uh, I I love Rhea with him as well. I think that she added uh, another layer, another dimension to his character. And I think that that's what helped elevate him and push him up. Real quickly, before we end today's program, you just said that – you just said that that was probably one of Rey Mysterio's greatest moments. I guarantee you it was his greatest moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know he's won the Royal Rumble. I know he's won the world title. I know he's headlined WrestleMania. I guarantee you his favorite moment was being able to wrestle his son mm-hmm. uh, in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania 39 and absolutely totally, with his daughter and his uh, wife at, at, in the front row being involved right. in the in the in the match. It had to be his favorite moment in the history of wrestling. It had to be. You know, I, I couldn't agree more. And honestly, if I was being nitpicky about WrestleMania, the one thing that I thought could have made the show better was if I could have seen Kevin Kelly back on the screen. I mean, what what is going on with Kevin Kelly? Where is he? Where can a guy see him, Tommy? Well, it's a, it's a funny thing. A funny thing you asked that because. This Monday night will be the return of Monday Night Virtual. This Monday night, the day after Easter, on April the 10th, it's going to be live from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time on our 80s Wrestling Facebook. Now, if you head over to 80swrestling.com, uh, 80swrestlingcon.com today or uh, over the weekend, we will have photos up that you can pick out for both Kevin Kelly, former WWE announcer, and also Tom Brandy, who was Johnny Gunn in WCW. He was Salvatore Sincere in the WWF. Uh, both of those guys will be appearing live on our Facebook page this Monday, and you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now or later throughout the weekend. Pick out which photos you'd like of them, and then tune in this Monday night. Watch them sign them live for you. They'll give you a shout-out. They'll answer your questions. And then following the show Monday, we'll ship them out to you. So, again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com. It's this Monday, April the 10th, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time on facebook.com backslash 80swrestlingpicks. It's Tom Brandy and Kevin Kelly. It's going to be a fun edition of Monday Night Virtual. So, again, throughout the weekend, head over to 80swrestlingcon.com and get your photos for that and also your tickets because we are 30 days away from the biggest celebration in the history of 80s wrestling, 80s wrestling con. And we'll be back next Thursday. It will be another fun edition of 80s wrestling podcast. I'm going to work on getting a guest on for next week. I know we've been doing a few episodes without a guest. Bring back the old guest format next week. I'll let you know who it is probably during the weekend. But until then, Jumpin' Jay, I hope you and your family have a wonderful Easter. I hope everyone at home has a great holiday weekend with their loved ones. And we'll catch you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.